Let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, Built Bar. I'm going to do some hypnosis on you right now. Uh, Built Bar is a great protein bar. It's good for you. I've decided I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to oh, eat yeah? them like a normal human being should. Because you just eat like five or six of them. I just, I'm just saying. Not really just the saying. way they're designed to yeah. be eaten. Right. Uh, so, uh, and you do them in like a big sandwich. You like five or six of them, you just squish them down, and then yeah. you eat them all at once. Without which, bread, because that's too healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, these protein bars, they're delicious. I want you to go to uh, Built Bar right now. Make sure you use the uh, promo code BECK, and you'll get $10 off your first order. They really are. They're like, they're, they're made with real chocolate. I mean, it's like a candy bar except it's good for you and about 130 calories great snack promo card uh, promo code beck at builtbar.com builtbar.com So Stu and I, yesterday, we were going over some research uh, done by a friend of ours in the uh, Heartland Institute that shows that socialist candidates won more seats than ever in 2020, that they are gobbling the Democratic Party. Uh, You know, we said that America has rejected, but when you look at the states... I'm not so sure they did reject socialism. Uh, we want to get the analysis. We want to get all of the numbers and the analysis, uh, analysis from Justin Haskins, a uh, really, really bright guy, editorial director of the Heartland Institute and editor-in-chief at StoppingSocialism.com. Find out what exactly this means, because the numbers are staggering, just staggering. We go there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This holiday season, I want to remind you that cyber criminals are human beings, too. They have families. Oh, yeah, while you're sitting around the table with your family or out shopping at whatever stores are still open to find things for people that you love. While you're preparing the meals that you and yours will eat together. While you're doing all of that, the cyber criminal is away from his family Sitting alone at his computer, lonely, sad, just waiting for you to go online unprotected and give him a window into your information. But do you care this holiday season about the cyber criminal? No, you don't. Well, sharing is caring, right? Or not. Maybe you should have Norton 360. With Norton 360, you're going to get real-time protection against existing and emerging cyber threats that put your personal information at risk, including device security with a VPN and bank-grade encryption. It's a toolbox that is going to protect things like your logins and your passwords, but so much more. No one can prevent all cybercrime. Jeez. And why would you want to? Cyber criminals are people, too. But Norton 360 is a great way to give you and your family the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Save up to 50% off your annual subscription on your first year at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Get 50% off now. 
Justin, my man, how are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. How are you? Uh, well, I was doing better when I was apparently living in a fantasy world that America was rejecting socialism. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I actually think that the the 2020 election was there, there is a lot of really positive stuff that came from that without question. And I think that in many moderate districts, and I think that in obviously in conservative districts, they still are rejecting socialism. But what we're seeing, what I think the research that we're about to discuss shows very clearly is that in the Democratic strongholds, socialists are taking over. The far left is taking over and that isn't just a theory anymore. I think there's real data behind it. I mean, when you look at the list you compiled, you look at Connecticut. Good heavens. It's going to become the Soviet Union soon. Um, I, 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 I want to go over how you picked who was a Marxist socialist. You based it on, uh, people that were endorsed by our revolution, democratic socialists of America and progressive Democrats of America. Tell me who these three organizations are. Right. Well, these, these are three of the largest, very far left organizations. They're, they're all well-funded. Democratic Socialists of America, that's the largest socialist organization in the United States. They're not a political party. They're a, a socialist uh, organization that helps with fundraising and helps with getting candidates passed, and they hold conventions and do stuff like that. Our revolution was started by Bernie Sanders and people from the Bernie Sanders presidential campaign from 2016 to help win more progressive seats in Congress, um, and they've expanded their efforts out into the states. And Progressive Democrats of America, they've been around um, since the early 2000s doing very similar kinds of things. These are the, this is the AOC crowd. I think people need to think of it like that. Yeah, in order to be endorsed by one of these groups, you have to support the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, those kinds of policies. Right. Um, the Democratic Socialists of America reject an international economic order sustained by private uh, profit. Uh, they all pretty much uh, do. They're, they are talking about giant government controls on just about everything. So you took the people that they endorsed and you looked at it. And what did you find? So we tracked 266 races across the country. Uh, my colleague and I, Chris Talgo at Heartland, we spent a tremendous amount of time pouring over the data and making sure that we got this right. Out of the 266 races, um, there were 200 legislative state legislative seats that we tracked, 60 U.S. House races and six U.S. Senate races. And what we found was that, in, in, and it's just absolutely astounding, 90%, actually slightly more than 90%, of all of these races were won by the socialist far left progressive candidate 90 percent it's absolutely shocking um, and when you take those numbers and you compare it to what we found in 2018 when we did this exact same analysis uh, there were only 80 between 80 and 90 races that were uh, candidates that were endorsed by these same groups and the, those candidates in 2018, only 40% of them were successful. And at the time, I thought that was incredible. But then they went from 40% in 2018 to 90% success rate just two years later. Jeez. And they had many more candidates, 200 more candidates, essentially. So, so this, is, this is just absolutely astounding. So how many of them are open and how many are uh, closeted, if you will? 
Oh, I think that they're all open. <laughs> I think that that's how, I think that's the only way you can be endorsed. Um, and to give you some sense of who these people are, because remember, a lot of these people, 200 of them are state legislative uh, candidates. So not a lot of people know about them. Uh, there's this person, Taylor Small, who's a state rep in, in Vermont. Um, this, is, this person is the first openly transgender legislator in Vermont to be elected. They um, support having a universal health care uh, for, for the state of Vermont. They support housing as a human right, um, ending the ability for, for landlords to evict people who refuse to pay their rent. Um, obviously, your standard increasing the minimum wage and all of that stuff, but also banning all fossil fuel infrastructure which I think is gas stations and I don't know, roads. Is that, does that qualify? I'm not really sure. Defunding the police. Uh, it goes on and on and on. This is, this is a snapshot, I think, of what your average candidate that's in this list is like. And then all of the famous people that you think of as well, Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they're all on this list in addition to these state legislative races what amazes me is i looked at all the states and the one that is overwhelming especially for size you know california has a lot of people but um and you expect it from california connecticut has i don't even know 40 of these people and only one lost it i mean That's right it, it, it is I mean, I've always known that Connecticut was, you know, big government, uh, but but not Marxist socialist. What, what's happening in Connecticut? Right. I think what Connecticut shows very clearly is the strategy for the far left is working incredibly well. And, and what I mean by that is this. In destroy a destroy a state and win elections. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sort of. But I actually think that if you look at what happened in 2018, only 40 percent of the candidates were successful. Now, 90 percent of the candidates are successful and they actually ran candidates in fewer states this time around than they did last time, even though they have way more candidates. So what that tells you is, is that they went out of their way to target districts that they knew the Democrat would win no matter what. And if you look at the average, not just margin of victory, but the average result, the average result is that, that candidates, these socialist candidates that were endorsed by these various groups, won by more than 20 percentage points in every one of these races. Wow. So that means that they targeted districts that they knew, no matter who the candidate was, as long as they had a D next to their name, they were going to win. And so I think Connecticut is actually a perfect illustration of this strategy because Connecticut is your traditionally establishment Democrat state, longtime establishment Democrats that have been there forever. And what they did was they targeted those establishment candidates. They kicked them out. They put socialists, they primaried them out. They put socialist candidates in and then they won because the person going to the voting booth on election day, they don't know who their state rep is going to be. They don't care. They vote for the Democrat. And that's why they were so successful, I think. And, and if they take the strategy and they apply it all throughout the country, they are going to absolutely take over the Democratic Party. I think it's already starting to happen. And this shows it. So you have 11 of uh, 15 ran in Texas. 11 won. 11. That's right. In Texas. That's right. Right. And I think it's the same strategy, right? It's it's 
You find the districts in Texas that are going to vote for Democrats no matter what. You kick out those more establishment longtime candidates or, or, or incumbents in many cases, and then you put the far left people in, the, in, in those places. And if you actually go to the Our Revolution website, they explain that this is the strategy. They're not hiding it. They call it um, uh, stacking the bench. They call it filling out the bench. Uh, and by bench, they mean these state legislative races and local elections, city council, county races, those kinds of things. This is the future of the Democratic Party. They know that. The vast majority of people in Congress right now were once a state lawmaker. Most people don't realize that, but yeah. it's true. And so if you can get these radicals fill out the bench at the state level and local level, have, those are going to be your congressmen. That's your, fi- that's your farm years. team. That's right. Uh, all right, Justin, I, I want to ask you one more thing on socialists, and then I want to take a break and come back about the Great Reset. Um, but on the, the socialists, I mean, they're moving forward globally with this Green New Deal. The U.K. just said... No gasoline, no diesel. Uh, none of those cars are to be sold by 2030. That's nine years from now. Yeah, and, and, and this is a huge part of what the um, what the socialist movement is is embracing. But also, it's part of their strategy here in the United States, all over the world to take over the energy industry and to use climate change as the excuse for not just taking over the energy energy industry, but taking over virtually everything. And you're going to, you know, we'll talk about that with the Great Reset, but that's what the Great Reset, that's one of the core uh, arguments for the Great Reset from the people who are pushing is that we have to radically transform society in order to save us from global warming. Can that's you, can you stop argument. all, I mean, California is doing this as well. At the same time, they're beating up on Elon, uh, Elon Musk. I mean, you need another product if you're nine years away from banning diesel and, uh, and gasoline engines. Yeah, well, well of course. There, look, there is absolutely no logical, scientific way that you can do what they're calling for doing. You can't transition the United States away from fossil fuels in 10 years. It is literally impossible. Nine. It is not possible. Nine. Right, sorry. Nine Nine, years. Nine years, that's right. It's not possible. There's no way to do it. But they don't care because it isn't really about transitioning the United States away from fossil fuels. The goal is really to take over as much of the economy as you possibly can, and we'll figure out the details later on. That doesn't really matter. That's the real goal here. Okay, more with Justin Haskins in just a second. I want to talk to you about the Great Reset and what the New York Times said uh, just just yesterday. Financial freedom, if you are fiscally responsible, those are two words that have a lot of importance to you. Financial freedom. And the importance is only apt to go up in the coming months and years. By the way, unless you invest in the stock market here, they're saying it's going to go up to 30, uh, sorry, to 40,000. Yeah. Uh, I predicted this four years ago, said it would go up to four, between 40 and 50, and then it's, a, it's called a melt up. Then it crashes. Anyway, um, let me ask you, what are you doing with uh, your fiscal uh, responsibility these days? Are you spending within your means? Are you saving up for the future? Are you doing best to cut costs where you can? 
Well, let me tell you, there is a there is a family owned and operated company that started out of a house years and years ago and has boomed into a thriving nationwide business that has been serving people like you and not the bank for the past two decades. Whether it's a mortgage refinance that could save you hundreds of dollars a month because the interest rates are still amazingly low or other forms of debt consolidation, American financing is in your corner. And they're going to help you make the best financial decisions that you can. So call them today. You'll see what I mean. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Ten seconds, station ID. Oh, Justin, I know we're working on a book on the Great Reset that's going to come out, uh, hopefully, right after the uh, first of the year. We're darn close to that. Um, but uh, they're on to us, Justin. I want you to know. Uh, <laughs> this was printed, uh, I think this is from the New York Times. A baseless conspiracy theory about the coronavirus has found new life as case- cases surge once again. On Monday morning, the phrase The Great Reset trended with nearly 80,000 tweets, with most of the posts coming from familiar far-right Internet personalities. I think they mean me. The conspiracy (laughs) alleges that a cabal of elites has long planned for the pandemic so they could use it to impose their global economic control on the masses. In some versions of the unfounded rumor, it is only President Trump who is thwarting this plan and keeping the scheme at bay. I see the great reset conspiracy about COVID-19 is trending again. It goes on and on and on. Uh, that says we're the same crowd who tell people that politicians are incredibly incompetent and useless while simultaneously believing they all came together to brilliantly execute a global master plan. They don't talk about the facts at all. They don't explain it. They just deem anything against it a conspiracy theory. Your comments. Yeah, this is this is, you know, very typical of what the mainstream press does in order to give cover to things that they're very uncomfortable talking about. If they spent even two seconds just reading quotes, direct quotes, they don't have to they don't have to take my word for it. They don't have to take your word for they it know. or any other right wing conspiracy theorists. No, read the quotes. They know they do know. They know yeah. the, the reason why it was trending this weekend is because you had the prime minister of Canada saying we have a re- we have a great reset we have a great opportunity to use the great reset and to remodel and reimagine our economies well i mean it's it's not a conspiracy theory when everyone is out in the open talking about it even some of these anchors right. are are using the language of a great reset i mean that's no, that's exactly right and and if you go to joe i mean Joe Biden himself has built his entire platform around this motto, build back better. He has a build back better plan. His presidential transition website is buildbackbetter.com. 
Build back better is a phrase that the World Economic Forum and people who support the Great Reset have been using for years and years and years. Those exact words promoting the exact policies that Joe Biden is supporting. And if you go to Joe Biden's presidential transition website and you read what he has to say about climate change or COVID or economic inequality, it's as though he copied and pasted it from the World Economic Forum's website. I mean, they all know what's going on. They're all involved in it. They all agree with it. They all believe that we need to radically transform society on a global scale in order to deal with climate change and income inequality and all the things that the left is always talking about, that we're all stupid sheep that need to be led by a global elite that's much smarter than we are. And that's what this movement is all about. And people at the New York Times are all for it, I'm sure. But I'm not imagining it when Prince Charles says that this is a golden opportunity, meaning the COVID-19 pandemic, to seize something good from this crisis. Gavin Newsom said the same thing. Right. (laughs) The governor of California said the same thing. And I don't know if you've seen the, the collage of all of the world leaders with Build Back Better behind them. But I mean... That's just that that is so obvious because I think build back better is a little like me read good. Uh, you know, it's just a horrible. Maybe it was lost in the, you know, from the German translation, uh, you know, like work shall set you free is, you know, seems less a little, clunky. I'll say less that. clunky no. than build back better. Um, but they're both evil. Anyway, uh, it, it's all over the world all over the world the 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 leaders of countries are talking about it and i don't think that donald trump even may even know about it at this point but i know when he found out and they were pushing it he would stand against it because he loves american sovereignty and he also loves the constitution Apparently, because it uh, frees you up to be a capitalist. He's not going to be for any of this stuff. That's why they had to get him out. I truly believe that. Oh, there's there's no doubt about it whatsoever. It's not just if you read what uh, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum and John Kerry and all these people who are involved in the Great Reset directly are saying about it. If you go read what George Soros has to say, he's another person that supports mm. these same kinds of ideas. <laughs> America first, nationalism, that's the enemy of yep. the Great Reset and globalism. Thank you so that's much, uh, Justin. Thank you so much. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but George Soros doing a documentary to dismiss all of those conspiracy theories the about me. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a week of chalkboards on uh, Blaze TV. All right. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Everybody deals with pain from time to time. Uh, just one of those things you have to go through. You know, you fall off your bike. Hey, brush it off and get back up on a bike. But sometimes uh, pain is there and it is debilitating and it's seemingly forever. That's when there doesn't seem any light at the end of the tunnel and any light seems to be a train. Uh, moving forward is really, really hard. I want to talk to you here from personal experience. It doesn't have to be that way. Most of the time, when you're living with frequent and debilitating pain, it's caused by inflammation. And I have to tell you, there's nothing that treats inflammation that I know that I tried better than Relief Factor. I was in debilitating pain, tried absolutely everything under the sun, which finally made me try this, actually coupled with my wife. 
and it worked. I've been taking it for three years. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. 800-583-84. And go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You're going to save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hey, I just want to just want to throw in a little piece of audio here from uh, Governor Cuomo. He oh no 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 yeah no he he did not like the fact that a reporter oh. was asking questions about school closings. Here it is. Listen. So what's going on? Does the city still have the ability to close its schools? Are you now taking control and saying that you have the power to make this decision? And for the millions of parents who want to know, are the schools going to open tomorrow in New York City? All right. First of all, let's try not to be obnoxious and offensive Ugh. in your tone. So what are you talking about? How, what are you talking about? You're now going to override we did it already. That's the law. An orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. I'm still confused. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And then I'll tell you what, Jimmy. Still, parents are still confused as well. The schools oh, in they're not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. No, I think but parents the are law. very confused as well. Read the law. Read the law. And you won't be confused. I don't want to I need the, uh, we, we need the Sicilian theme every time we talk about Cuomo. I mean, it's agonizing. That guy is, ju- I mean, it's a crime family. It is. It's a crime family. Yep. This, uh, time we talk about the Cuomos. <laughs> yeah, you're confused. What are you doing asking me some questions here? You know the law. I want to close the school. I close the school. <laughs> That's the way it works around here. <laughs> that clip is endless. It's like oh eight my minutes long. Gosh. But th- th- he gets into this point where he's trying to simultaneously explain how dumb the reporter is, but also explain the ridiculousness of his policy. And it's like, I, I told you, you just go to the orange zone. If you're in the orange zone, if you're just in the orange zone, then they can close the schools. But if they go over 3%, they go out of the orange zone. And then the red zone kicks in. And then the red zone, and then they can close the school. But they had their own levels. At which they, it's, it's like incomprehensible what he's trying to say. Are you mocking me? <laughs> Sorry. Are you making fun of my voice? Is that what's happening here? Because I don't think that's what's happening here. <laughs> the voice, there is some combination between like ridiculous mobster and moron that he's combined there. And I can't put my finger on what exactly it is. Okay, it- okay, I got it. Are you uh, questioning me? <laughs> Let me tell you about the red zones. Andrew, are you here? I, I, it's almost exact. The, the school thing is, is, is interesting because they're now saying that now, New York did, by the way, it, all, all of this to be said, you're an idiot. You don't understand. The next day, they close the schools. Right. Like, like all you have to say is, yeah, they're close tomorrow. Yeah, they're, clo- yeah, they're close tomorrow. Now, they, they had, I now, don't like your tone. Yeah, right. All you can say, we will see what the test comes out because they set their, their test, their positive test rate at 3%, which the United States of America as a whole, since the beginning of the pandemic, has never been below. Never. Not one day. 
since this thing started. We've never been below 3%. So they they were below 3% because when you let the virus ravage your entire community for a while, and then you weld everyone into their apartments, you can get it under 3%. Like, that's right. The, you know, unfortunately, now they've let the kids Listen out. to me. <laughs> all you got to do you, <laughs> is kill all the old people. You just take the sickos that you don't want because they're freeloaders, and then you stick them in with all the old people, and bada bing, it's done. I can't, I cannot decipher you from Cuomo. It's such a good impression. I can't. It's so good. Uh, so let, let me ask you this. So there is, there was this thing at the beginning, and we're talking about one of Biden's actual advisors on COVID. As we, he's, uh, w- um, which one? The one that says that at 75, no, uh, not Ezekiel Emanuel. Okay. That's another one we should get into at some point. Yeah. Um, but I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, he, he was out front of this very early before Osteroff or something Osterholm, like that. Osterholm. Osterholm. He said, look, schools are not obvious that they should be closed. I remember listening to him. Yeah, yeah. I think he was on Joe Rogan at one mm-hmm. point. And I remember hearing him say that. And I was like, wow, like to me, they closed the schools right away. This is before we knew anything about the virus. Yeah. And he's like, actually, no, that's actually the wrong thing to do. We should keep them open. Um, now, that so that was something that scientists largely agreed on. The schools are something that, that stay open in one of these situations. And now it's become a real uh a real part of the point of debate ever you know democrats say close the schools republicans say open them one of the theories about this is because trump came out and said open the schools the democrats just reflexively said despite all the science and everything else behind it just said no we got to close them is that the sort of thing is that the reason they're doing this here you well, that and just i i think there is a movement afoot uh, on the Uber left that would like to see and remember the teachers union Uber left would like to see the destruction of the typical school system cause such disarray cause so many problems that they can rebuild it closer to their heart's desire. Um, so I think there's you, you can't dismiss those who want to burn a system down that they're not using this. The, it, to me, the only reason. The only reason. <laughs> the only reason. Now you listen to me. Is because of that loudmouth Donald Trump. <laughs> who's a piece of garbage. And I don't like his tone. I don't like the names that piece of garbage calls people. So when I say. You ain't going to school, little kiddos. I mean it, or you're dead. Dead! Little, so, wait, that was I a little think, too smart. I there think, was no, uh, thank you. Now. Dead! <laughs> so, dead! <laughs> I think that it is because of Donald Trump. A lot of things were just, you know, ant- done because of anti-Trump. Uh, because the media was totally anti-trump yeah and i think that is part of it right yeah is that unique to them though because i think is it possible that we do this at times too in that yeah like for example with masks masks are really freaking annoying the the, how much they do is is a bit questionable we they don't they're not a panacea but you know they may do some good and there seems to be a reaction to 
the the left and the government and the media pushing these things so hard that we reflexively so that's not what we're that's not what we're arguing about though the mask is merely a symptom it's not mm-hmm. the disease it's not the point like donald trump he was a symptom of something and that symptom was nobody's doing anything about corruption nobody's listening to the american people so he wasn't the cause of the problem he was a symptom of the problem the not the pushback on the masks is not really about the mask right it's about us saying don't tell me what to do because here's what you've done you told me first you listen to me these masks don't get them because they do not work so all these people crying to go out there and buy masks you don't do it you hear me you don't do it they don't work okay I knew that was BS. I told you that on the you air. did. Yeah, that, okay. that's what. Yeah, but that's interesting, right? Yeah, when right. they were saying no, when they were saying no, they don't work. Don't get masks. Uh, you, I was saying you said this. Go some, get the N95 mask. Right. Right. Because it's bullcrap. Now uh, I have N95 masks, mm-hmm. and I wear masks. <clears throat> you know, when I go into a store or someplace, not because I believe in the bullcrap that I can walk in with a mask to a restaurant. And then suddenly I'm <laughs> totally germ free in my booth. Right. That, that's <laughs> that is uh, amazing. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's science, okay? but it doesn't. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> it's not science, science behind not that. Science. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they were wrong in telling us in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then what did they do? Then they switched and then they called anyone who disagreed with it or said that doesn't make any sense at all. That I can walk into a crowded place, but I'm standing between two pieces of plexiglass, and that's going to protect me? That doesn't make sense. Oh, the uh, the person behind the plexiglass at the, at the gas station where you just stop to buy a candy bar and a Coke. Did I just reveal myself? <laughs> you stop and buy a candy bar and a Coke. As they touch all of those things on their side of the plexiglass, and then slide it back over to you. Uh, is that germ-free? Is that germ-free? There's no logic to it. And then when you say, hey, I I don't understand how this works. You, you're a denier. You hate science. (laughs) You're one of them Trump stooges. And so they cut off any questions. They treat you hostile. And that cements people in whatever position they're in. Yeah, especially in America. You don't tell me what to do we're seeing this with the vaccine too right where when when trump was when this was going through the trump administration operation warp speed the democrats who've been shaming everybody about how you have to have mandatory vaccines for everything all of a sudden we're against vaccines yes and i bet you when you know if biden gets in there they're going to have the same thing oh there, the other there way. will be mandatory vaccines and they'll it all of a sudden be, be for it right they'll the left be, will be for it, it and we will be we will be called anti-people, anti-government, anti-science. You know, so how do you break through that, though? Because there, if you, you mandate, let's say masks, just taking masks as an easy one. You mandate masks. You have people who are saying, I don't want to stop telling me what to do. I'm not going to do that. And so they'll, let, they'll, they'll push back on that. The left will say, well, always listen to the government. You must do it. And you're a bad person. And, you're, and they will carry on you to death if they see you without one. How do you, without a mandate, let's just say masks are effective for a second, just mm-hmm. as an argument. Mm-hmm. How do you communicate? How, what's the best way to get success 
in implementing a public safety measure without mandating it, because that clearly is not working. You tell the truth. You allow questions to be had. You uh, answer them reasonably and rationally. And you ask people to step up because we're having a national crisis. And we trust you. You're smart enough to do this. And here are the facts. And this is what we recommend. But we're not going to tell you what to do. Here's the thing. Progressives look at us as children. Well, we're not children. And we all rebelled against our parents about 15, 16, 17 years old. Okay. That is natural and normal because you are ready to make your own decisions. So smart parents say, I'm not going to win all these arguments. I'm going to pick the battles that are really important. I'm going to let them make their own decisions. I'm going to let them feel the, the consequence of their own actions, et cetera, et cetera, because they're two years away from living on their own. All right. So I got to relinquish some of that power. Oddly specific here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so it's it's you have to relinquish that power. And if you don't, you know, if you say to them, oddly specific, uh, you are going to church and you are going to believe what i tell you to believe (laughs) you will drive them away from god right right, okay for the rest of their life they will not want to have a relationship with god because it was jammed down their throat they think we're seven well i'm in my 50s so i'm a long way from seven i'm a long way from 16 but when you tell people you will do this, see, this is this is the disease. This is not a symptom. This is the disease. You will submit. That's the problem. That's the problem with the media. That's the problem with Washington. That's the problem in our society, because that goes against everything America was founded on. You will submit. They don't want to unify. They'll unify as long as you submit. As long as you. (laughs) You hear me out. As long as you uh, uh, submit. All right. Thank you, Andrew Cuomo. (laughs) Strange, isn't it? It sounds strangely like him. All right, let me tell you about uh, honey. Imagine you make a list of the gifts that you're going to buy for the holidays, and then mm-hmm. someone I'm imagining it right gives now. you the money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives you the money to help buy one of those gifts. Right. Sound good, right? It sounds great. That's what Honey is doing. Mm. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Uh, it's uh, the great Honey giveaway. And I got honeys all over the place. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> uh, they're helping pay for a million dollars worth of free gifts this season. That's thousands of prizes each week. All you have to do is you go to Honey. You uh, download the app. You make a list of gifts you want from certain stores. And Honey will watch those. 24-7 to let you know when the prices drop or if there's a sale. Now, here's how the Honey Great Giveaway uh, works. You add Honey to the computer. You create the free account. You start putting the gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey randomly selects winners and gives them the money to buy something on their list. It's uh, Honey. Join That's Honey great. for free now. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. 
And uh, when you're online, got to protect your identity. Got to make sure that uh, you're locking everything down. Who are you that tell me what to do? <laughs> Why is Andrew Cuomo appearing in all of the commercials? Don't know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so if if you are doing shopping online, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's really important to understand that cybercrime is here to stay. And I am one of the biggest criminal... Never mind, I said that. <laughs> Identity theft is affecting your life. Nobody can monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock will put a warm blanket around you and your identity to make sure you're as safe as you can be. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. You're listening to Glenn Hello, America. We have Cheryl Atkinson on uh, next. That's great. I love her. Just love her. She's got a new book out, uh, which I haven't read yet because I'm coasting to Thanksgiving. Should I tell her? Because she'll know, but she'll pretend that she doesn't know. And I could pretend that I read it. And it could be like this whole, you know, stage puppet dance show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I could just be honest with her. Probably being honest is the better way to go. Not in today's world. The Glenn Beck Program.